Good to see everybody. Happy New Year officially again, man. This is like uh, everybody's getting back in their routines and things like this. That, you know, Chiefs are winning again, like, some, like handily. Like things are as they should be, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, good to be with you, man. I know that, uh, that I've uh, gotten to meet everybody, but uh, I am Casey. I'm one of the pastors serving alongside a lot of you. Thank you guys for all that you do. I want to uh, particularly thank uh, some of the folks that are, are serving, that come in early, that get, uh, get, things, get things ready. Uh, Tina is, uh, was, was running around this morning getting stuff put together and everything like that. Thank you guys. You guys up in the sound booth. Um, yeah, actually, Caleb's in the sound booth right now, and he does not have one of those big beards yet. So, uh, I don't know, man. It looks a little weird. ZZ Top is missing a, missing some missing some foliage up there, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but it is good. Thank you guys on the worship team for coming in early. Thank you, Alicia, and your team for coming in, uh, and Jennifer and Nick, is that, that you're coming in and doing all this kind of stuff. By the way, I found out this morning the coffee bar is a penalty box. I had never heard that before. I was like, ah, that's perfect. I've been here 10 years and never even noticed that. So, <laughs> fantastic. So, learning new things every day about our flock. Beautiful. Beautiful. But, uh, but it, it is cool. Um, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, while we're on the subject, right, of, uh, of, of doing the things and living on purpose, uh, Jesus absolutely did live on purpose, there's no doubt about it. And one of the things that, like, he was on a mission, he was sent uh, in, in every way to accomplish the things that he has accomplished. And he actually literally said to Pilate on the, uh, while, while he's being arrested and beaten and those kind of things, he said to a guy named Pilate who's a, uh, you know, one of the governing officials, he said, uh, you know, for this reason I was born and for this reason it came into the world to testify to the truth. And, and, and what people don't understand so many times is that Jesus did not come just to save us, to, to live a perfect life or to fulfill scripture. He did all those things to testify to the truth. And, and what's interesting is that people want to pursue truth, but they don't know what that is. Like what they, and that's why the culture is so jacked up right now and messed up right now that the, the truth is different next year than it is this year. And we've seen that really big time over the last couple of years where truth changes and the standards of truth changes, what's right and wrong changes, what's right and wrong can change in the culture from 20 years ago. I mean, you look at some movies that you could watch and, and that they put out back in the 70s and 80s uh, and that, were, that, that are classics still today and people like quote them all the time, that kind of thing. You can't make them today, right? Because it's not truthful in the, in the culture. It's not right. It's not correct, Right. And so if we live in any other way other than the standard of God's word as the fulcrum, as the standard, as the pillar of truth, then we're going to be jacked up, messed up in our, in our lives. I, I, I know that that sounds like, well, you know, people are, seem, some people seem happy. Yes, um, give it a few years. Give it a few years. When people say like, yeah, they really seem to be enjoying themselves, seem to be thriving and things like that. Wait till they're disillusioned in a few years because what they know is truth today and the standards of truth today is so different in a decade that they're just disillusioned, right? This is why it's important for us to, to pursue Jesus, pursue God with everything we've got because he's the only thing we got Amen. that's not going to change. 
And I've said this before, you know, like we're all dead in 100 years. It's awesome. It's fantastic, right? And, and if we're in Jesus, he's the only one that's going to remember us. Like I have a the great, I, I've told you before that I have, uh, and I've, I've done a scientific study that my, my granddaughter, Alana, is the, and, I, and I've done the research myself so you can trust the science, she is the greatest granddaughter that's ever been, been born, right? There's no doubt about it. Some people might disagree and things like that too. So some pictures of grandbabies and things, I get it. Um, but her grandkids won't know me. Isn't that weird to think about? That people are like, this is depressing, I don't want to be. No, 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 it's actually wonderful. Because that gives us, man, that purpose and that drive to, to help people know the Lord. Because if we have this desire to be with our families, be with those that we love forever and ever and ever, along with Jesus, man, we get an opportunity to share that light with other people, right? And be with them. And that's the truth and the standard that we get to, to base our, our faith in. Amen. Like this is like it's so different to, to live in such a way where I know what the truth is, I know what it means, I know who he is, and I'm gonna pursue him with everything that I've got. And Jesus comes out in the Sermon on the Mount, the very first public ministry sermon that 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 I, I still when I read it in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and you read that and you realize this is the first time he comes out really and publicly to a crowd, addresses a crowd in front of the culture, in front of unbelievers, in front of the ungodly, and in front of the people that are curious, in front of the people that are just trying to figure out who this Jesus is. He says it in front of everybody and pulls no punches. Absolutely doesn't hold back anything. It's amazing that he doesn't, man, he doesn't just come out and kind of tip, you know, tiptoe his toe in the water a little bit and go... Hey, I just want to let you know, God loves you and everything's going to be all right, right? He says, oh, you've heard it, heard, you've heard it said by those guys over there, uh, hate your enemies and, 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 and love your neighbor. I say, love your enemies and pray for them. You've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I'm telling you, if you have this lust in your heart, you're guilty of that adultery. I mean, he pulls on and he says, hey, when you fast, when you pray, and when you give, don't be like those religious guys over there that do it for the praise of men to be seen by others. When they fast, they walk around going, oh, I'm so hungry. You know, look, I'm fasting. He goes, they got their reward. Don't, do, don't be like those guys. It's amazing, right? And so we we talking about praying and giving and fasting, and these are not even commanded to do. It's like, it's like, Jesus is saying, when you do these things, this is how you should do them. With the right motivation, with the right heart, with the right mindset. Now, I equate this a lot of times. People say, well, yeah, Jesus says you're supposed to pray. No, he does not. Well, Jesus says I'm supposed to give. No, not really. Uh, Jesus says I'm supposed to fast. No, he, he never really actually says that in the Sermon on the Mount. What he says is, that's expected. That's just who we are. But when you do right? It's kind of like a, a baseball player is never uh, surprised by, hey, I've got to actually go hit the ball, right? No, he's not, or she is not, right? You get a softball player, hey, when you bat, bat like this, choke it up, man. Well, I don't even know what, 
I don't even, I should have studied on how to bat before I did this. But think about it. Nobody's going to be like, oh yeah, I guess we're supposed to go bat. I guess uh, you're telling me I got to go bat. They already know that. But they're going to be commanded to bat in a certain way and hit in a certain way and field in a certain way and do those kind of things. But they're never going to be surprised because that's what a baseball player does. And so a Christian, someone who follows Jesus, isn't surprised that they're supposed to fast. They're not surprised that they're supposed to give and give generously and give sacrificially. They're not surprised that they're supposed to pray. It's just what we do, but we need to know how sometimes. And many times when, when, when we don't think of those kind of things, we think it's like a, it comes as a shock to us. Uh, I've got to pray? What are you talking about, right? Uh, I've got to fast? What do you mean? Some of us as leaders and some of the staff members and some of us that are leaders in ministry started fasting last week. And some of us are grumpy and hungry. We're really not. Actually, we're joking like... I don't know, I'm craving oysters. Is that weird? Yeah, we were testing each other back and forth, right? But it's kind of been a fun thing. Actually, the funnest, uh, do you mind me saying this, Pam? If you say no, I don't. So Pam was craving pizza yesterday. And everybody's texting back and forth. and like, is it okay to make a pizza smoothie? I'm like, I'll take one, right? Because <laughs> some of us are having a no chew. Some are doing soups and soups and shakes, things like that, right? And so we're all doing it. Some people are fasting. They're, they're doing uh, like no breakfast and no lunch. Or some people are like doing no lunch, no dinner. Some people are like, hey, I'm not having sugar. Some people, it's always, has to, by the way, fasting always has to do with food, right? We're, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but pray is one of those things that I think is so misunderstood because Jesus really kind of simply said, hey, in, the, in, in, in this idea of praying, he, he showed us how to pray. But praying and fasting and giving is just what we do when we try to seek God. When we're, when we're pursuing Jesus. And I, I, we were in a staff meeting this past week and this whole idea of Hebrews, uh, the, the whole faith chapter, Hebrews, Hebrews 11. When it ta- starts talking about you know, the, all the things that God's called us to do here in 2023 and the, the things that like, man, that doesn't make sense. And Lord, that, that's kind of wild. And man, that seems like a big challenge. And, and he's like, yeah, I know, but here's what Hebrews eleven six, And this is powerful, but I saw something that I had never seen before. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. Do we want, uh, do we want to please God? Yes, yes or no, right? So we've got to have this faith that, 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 to, to, to please God. For the one who, draw, who draws near to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who what? Seek him. See, it's not enough to know that he exists. It's not enough to know that he died on the cross, rose from the grave, right? It's not enough to know that he lived a perfect life and that he raised people from the dead and the deaf heard, the blind saw, and the lame walked. It's not enough to know that he was born of a virgin and fulfilled hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament. It's not enough to just believe those things. It's like we got to not just believe him, but go after him. See, we can't just pursue a reward. We can't just pursue blessings. 
We can't just pursue the fruits of the Spirit. We can't just pursue whatever it is that God has said. We can't pursue rivers of living water, right? All those things are promised by those who believe and go after Jesus. God says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. If you believe in your heart, out of you will flow rivers of live, living water. If you uh, remain in me, stay with me, and I in you, uh, you will bear much fruit. And so what we're not going to do is we're not going to go do a Bible study on what fruit is, rivers of living water is, uh, you know, none of that stuff, right? We're not going to even study what rewards are. We're going to go after Jesus and pursue him and pursue his love, pursue who he is, and just, man, thirst for who he is. Amen. And that's the kind of how we set up what it means, actually, to, to believe and seek God. Whatever blessings look like, I don't care. Whatever fruit looks like, it doesn't bother me. Whatever rivers of living water mean, and you can look at all kinds of commentaries, and they'll say this, and they'll say that. I, I, I don't, I, like, listen, I want Jesus. I'm going to pursue him, and guess what I'm going to find out? Because in his word, he promises that these things will happen if I pursue him. I'll find out what those things mean. I'll have an understanding that no theologian, no commentator, no anybody, no deep, critical, academic thinker could ever understand. I will have an understanding because of what I'm pursuing and who I'm pursuing. That truth, that love, that light. Who is Jesus? It's amazing to me to think through some of those things and go, man, it's really, really, really simple. I think some, it's not easy. But I think it's really simple, and, and many of us want to overcomplicate it because, well, certainly we got to add something to the gospel, right? And we got certainly we got to add something to this truth and this whole idea. And Jesus is like, "Come after me, stay with me, pursue me, and you'll figure all that stuff out. You'll have an understanding of what fruit is and life in abundance is, and you'll have an understanding of what it means to be favored by God, right? You'll have an understanding of what rivers of living water. You'll understand what." What light is. I mean, you not fully understand it, but you'll understand it more than if you ever studied about it. Because you're just looking for Jesus. You're just pursuing him. That's it. That's it. Matthew 6, this is again, it's, he's into this. He's in, this is the very middle of this message that he's given. And we've, he's talking about when you fast, when you pray, and when you give specifically, when you... Whenever you pray, starting at verse 5, you must not be like the hypocrites. I said last week that the hypocrites are, are actors, right, in that day that had masks on, pretending to be somebody that they're not. He's calling the religious people actors, right? Don't be like those fake people. Because they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners, to be seen by people. I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will what? Why will he reward you? Because you're seeking him. Not treating him like some genie that will grant you three wishes. You're going after him. 
right? The Bible's very consistent when you look at it from the standard of God, right? When you pray, don't babble like the idolaters, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask Him. Now, we've got to preface that a little bit. If we're seeking God, if we're seeking Jesus the way we're supposed to be, we're going to want whatever He wants for us. And then when we pray that, He's like, shoot, yeah, I'm going to get it, right? And so that might look material, that might look uh, personal, it might look as far as, you, you never know how it's going to, just pursue Jesus when you pray. Amen. Just go after him. Seek after him. Run after him, right? He ain't going to chase you. He's already come to you. Yeah, right. He did it a couple thousand years ago physically, and he's still with us through his Holy Spirit. Like the, We got to understand this, right? I, I'm, I'm amazed at how many people this week were praying throughout our country. Yeah. Right? It's okay to have a Bills jersey on today. I, I rag you every Sunday about that Bills jersey. Today, it's all right. We go. Cool. Man, a lot of people pray for DeMar Hamlin this week. I mean, I was, I was floored by the number. I was like, Perfect timing for the message this week. Crazy. Like people were literally saying, guys, pray for DeMar. Posters, pray for DeMar, right? Like all kinds of stuff saying, man, pray for, pray for DeMar. Pray for his family. Pray for T. Higgins who hit him, right? If you're not familiar, I'm like, eh, I didn't even know what you're talking about, man. It was a football player named DeMar Hamlin that, that took a hit right at the right time, right when his heart was beating at a certain time and in between heartbeats and things like that, whatever it is, hit him right in the chest, went into cardiac arrest. For 15 minutes or so, they were working on him. Teammates were freaked out and everything like that, thought he was dying, and he's, he's just done great. In fact, his first words when he woke up, he wrote on a piece of paper, who won the game? Freaking love that, right? <laughs> just, like, man, when you're a football fan, you're a football fan, man, even if you play, right? But I saw, and in fact, he was one of the commentators that was doing the Chiefs game yesterday. He literally led a prayer on TV in front of a panel of of sports gurus that were, and they all prayed, they all bowed their heads, they prayed to God. Now, they may not have done it the way Jesus said to do it, but listen, and they may not have done it to be seen by people. These people were hurt. I saw Rex Ryan, one of the former coaches of, I think, of the New York Jets, right? Is that right? Yesterday, crying on TV because of what happened to this guy and the prayers that were answered. See, God moved when a bunch of people prayed together. It was really, really neat. And people acknowledged. All of a sudden, they're acknowledging the power of prayer after I'm hearing for the last couple of years, your prayers don't work. It's kind of weird, right? And so when you get disillusioned and you're thinking, man, nobody's listening, nobody's here, and nobody's coming to know the Lord. Listen, there's a lot of people that when times get tough and when times get rough, they will all of a sudden be the most evangelical, the most open to, open to the gospel. That, like, yeah, I'll get it, right? And I've been blown away by that this week. And here's what Jesus said. He says, when you pray, because some people call it the model prayer. I used to... When I was, uh, played football myself, I was actually a superstar uh, offensive guard. I was third, happened to be third string, but I was still a superstar. 
uh, for the Dalton Junior High Cougars, man, and I was a stud. Still are, right? Thank you. Y'all got rocks, right? <coughs> All right. I better be careful. He goes, stone you for lying, preacher. But these guys followed Jesus. And they still were like, I don't know how to pray. Jesus says, whenever you pray, don't be like those fake actors. Doing it in public to be seen by people. Be careful, though, because some people take that and go, okay, I guess I shouldn't pray out in public. No, no, no. It's not that you pray in public. It's that you pray to be seen by people. Don't do that, right? Like sincerely bring glory to God. Pursue Jesus no matter where you are, right? Don't use many words as if they're going to impress God. God already knows your heart, right? Therefore, verse 9, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Some early manuscripts don't have this, but I want to share it with you. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. A lot of people know that, right? A lot of people can repeat it. A lot of people can recite it. It might be in the King James Version. It might be in another version you learn, things like that. But a lot of people know this. But, but look at this pattern that we see. Number one, this pattern is a reflective of the love of God and the love, a love of other people and, and considering others as ourselves, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Think about it. It's giving glory to God first and then giving glory. And, and by the way, all these prayers are, if you notice, a collective prayer. It's our Father. How important is it to be in fellowship with other believers? Jesus didn't say, hey, pray this between you and you and you and God, right? It's our Father. Let's, let's pray this together. And then it's a, 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 an expression of, of your kingdom, and we, we desire that kingdom, and, and then we desire his provision and, and forgiveness, right? Now, now think of this like a, a hexagon. Some of some of you people are familiar with this hexagon of, of prayer. Uh, and I want you to, I remember seeing this one time in, written in a, uh, somebody's office and said, they were like, I, I don't remember ever, I don't know what that is, right? I said, oh, that's the hexagon of prayer. That's, that follows the model prayer uh, of how this, what, what we look at, right? And so you look at the very top of it, it's what God's character, right? Like your name is holy, like you are amazing, Right? Like, you're, like you are all that, that, ever, that ever is. You're powerful, alpha the omega, creator of everything. Like you name it, right? And you can pattern your prayers after this. This isn't something to be recited verbatim necessarily. It's a model for us, right? So the first thing we do isn't get down, uh, it, like, where, like we get there and we start praying. We go, hey, God, uh, good morning. Uh, I need this and I need that and I need that and I need this and, and that kind of thing. Oh, and I'm sorry for screwing that up again yesterday and all those kind of things. Listen, man, 
The model prayer is, God, you are amazing. God, you are holy. God, you are perfect. God, you are, like, without you, I'm nothing, right? Amen. Then it's a matter of his kingdom on that second. What do you call a side of a hexagon? A side? Okay, cool. I should quit complicating things. Somebody let me know if there is a side, because I don't even know what a side of a triangle is. Side of a circle, it's non-existent. <laughs> we talk about his kingdom. And I think that's one of the things, because later in this same chapter, Jesus says, seek first his kingdom, right? I think it says that right there on that picture of Daniel, too. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, right? And then we talk about his provision. His, like, give us our daily bread. And now, now listen, there is a version of the Bible that I will remain unnamed if you want to ask me about it, because it's not all bad, and I've softened a little bit about it, not much, but a little bit about it over the years. But there is a version of the Bible that says in this, translation give us our three meals a day that is a terrible translation especially when we're fasting right <laughs> that one is awful because it's it's sustain us provide for us right forgive us and this forgiveness i mean think of this this way this forgiveness right like forgive us and and, and Listen, it says later in this, if you don't forgive, God will not forgive you. Right. So we're forgiven, therefore we forgive others. And we forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the times the hardest. I, I have no problem forgiving somebody else. But myself? Listen, if you really struggle with either one of those, forgiving other people or forgiving yourself, guess what? Your standards are higher than God's. Yeah. That ain't going to work. Let's just realize that. God has done every bit of that work. We can forgive other people as I can forgive myself and God has forgiven me. Then it's this guidance. Lead us, right? It's this, like, God, show us the way. Like, like keep us from this evil that is trying to attack and destroy me and you. And Father, protect us from that. Protect us from that evil one. Listen, the enemy is real. <laughs> right? This is, a, this is a weapon against him. Yep. Like James talks about it all. They say, hey, resist the devil and it will flee from you. People are like, how do I do that? Right here. Bam. We seek after God. We focus our eyes on God. We pray to him the way he has called us to pray. Now, I want to share something with you. Tina talked a little bit about it. In this prayer journal, uh, I bought mine this morning. Uh, There is a QR code in the back that has the prayer journal along with the hexagon of prayer in it. And it, it helps to explain a little bit about how to use this. Man, it's five bucks. Go grab one, right? And if some of you are like, man, I have no $5, right? Come talk to me. We'll figure it out. 
right? But, but take one of these, get one of these, buy one of these, uh, buy, purchase. Tina, I think you said you can buy, a, you can buy extras that you want to give away to people and help people understand what this actually means so that we can pursue Jesus the way he said he is to be pursued, right? But I want you to be completely honest with yourself and, and with God ultimately. And I want, I want you to ask yourself, which area of that hexagon of prayer or areas do I struggle with and where do I thrive? It's okay to say, man, I'm good in this one. It's okay to say, you know what? I have, I have lived a life of, of financially sacrificing, uh, tithing, uh, giving extra, giving sacrificially, those kind of things. I have no problem with God's provision. You know what I struggle with? His protection. That might be your, the case. Some of you go, may go, man, I got no problem with pursuing his kingdom, things like that. But here's the issue I've got. It's his character. I'm struggling with some of the stuff in the Old Testament to the, and, and that, that doesn't jive with some of the things that I understand about who God's supposed to be. I struggle with those kind of things, right? Some people, based on what's happened to them in their life, might struggle with God's protection because he didn't do that for me. But I know he forgives me. I want you to ask yourself those questions. Which ones? We you put a hexagon back up there? Please, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> which one or ones am I good in? And which ones do I need to really, really lean into and get right with God about? And ultimately, I want us to praise God for all these things. Seek him with everything you have. Jesus said the greatest of commandments are to love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. The model prayer is modeled exactly like that. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But seek him with everything you have. If you want the reward from God, if you want the favor from God, if you want the, the blessings of God, go after him. And don't worry about what those look like. Amen? So here's what I'm going to do. I know Caleb's going to come up and do a follow-up from our prayer service last week, which was the bomb diggity, if you were here. Amen. Whew. I love our worship team a whole bunch. Best worship team in the country. That's it. Good. I agree. I mean, it's just, so, just amazing. Scientifically proven, and we've all done the research ourselves. I don't want to pray as we go into this, this moment. I think it's going to be a powerful moment. When you start thinking about that hexagon and thinking about some specifics about what those different things might mean. I'm going to do my best to pray us into this next piece. I want you to, man, man, think about what God is, is asking you to do and talking to you about. Think about how God is, is wanting to you to pursue him. What does that look like? What things do you need to, to get right with God? There might be a barrier to, between you and him. Right? So God, you are amazing. You are absolutely, stunningly beautiful. 
all-powerful, all-knowing, all-absolutely. You are more than we could ever imagine. If we think you're loving, you're more loving than we can imagine. If we think you're, 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 you're... you're faithful and perfect and pure. You're more faithful, perfect, and pure than we could ever think. Be with us, Lord. We're going into a season of, man, just some, like, it's, it's a wonderful season that you've challenged us to step into. But God, you've got to go before us. And we're asking you to step into the places that you've told us to step into before we ever go. Keep us from the distractions of the enemy. Keep us from the, 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 the one who want, does not seek your kingdom, does not want your kingdom, knows all the facts, all the figures about you, but does not love you and hates us and you. Keep us from it. And give us, Lord, the things that we need to make the things you've called us to make happen. We love you. And we thank you. We thank you for the kingdom. We thank you for the ability and the honor to even pursue the things you want us to pursue. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Everybody now said, amen. Amen.